All right, we're gonna we're just gonna get started and roll with it. Well, what? What? I don't know. I was just gonna do a 9/11 shout out, but don't now we're not doing 9/11 shout out. Welcome to the Finicky Podcast, the podcast where we either drink or are drunk and make terrible sports takes and jokes. Uh, my name's Julian, you know that, and today joining with me, if it isn't evident enough already, Lyle. Lyle. Nasty, Welcome. nasty Lyle. Welcome, everyone. <laughs> Lyle, I feel like you've been waiting for this, this moment. What do you expect to bring to this podcast today? You know what? Stats. You know, I've been all around the, the world and the country at this point, but I, I feel like every year I, I arrive with a, with a fresh outlook and some pretty hot takes, and I think that's what uh, we've been going for all along. Hot takes. All right. I, I'm, I'm all about the hot takes. I, um, I figure you're like walking through the city right now. I am. I'm walking. I got the beautiful Manhattan skyline, and, you know, forgive me. We're not doing 9-11 shout-outs, but it is a beautiful New York skyline this evening. <laughs> I appreciate it. And I'll leave it at that. But yeah, uh, I'm walking the, walking the streets, digesting the finicky knowledge of nine-plus years now. It's pretty impressive, guys. Let's kick it off. Let's go back through uh, the finicky scoreboard on week one. Finicky! We're looking at week one. What, what, you say you've got some stuff, some glaring stuff. What do you got? Yeah, well, I mean, the, bi- the biggest, the most noticeable thing that happened out of week one was Bottoms' just destruction of Zach, or I guess the man formerly known as Zach. I mean, once a dominant powerhouse of Finicky has now been just throttled to the tune of 99 points in the first week. And not only that, Bottom was the, uh, was the big scorer with 220, and that's... It's, I mean, all and- the karma came together in one big, beautiful showing... Remember, Zach was the one who requested a reorder of the schedule so that he didn't have to play Snake anymore. Now, obviously, he would have still lost to Snake. I think, well, oh. yeah, Zach would have lost to anybody. But it's true. it would have never been what I would probably call the biggest beatdown in the history of Week 1 Finicky. Easily. Oh, 100%. And if I'm being completely honest, like... Zach, traditionally, up till this year, has been one of the most prolific scorers in the league. I mean, he averaged over 163 points a week. Stats. And bottom clearly is, no no offense, bottom, but down at the bottom of that list, averaging about 143 a week. And now Stats. this is a complete, I mean. It was an obliteration, an embarrassment. Yeah. You look at the breakdown. And in Zach's defense, his leading scorer was his number one overall pick, Christian McCaffrey. And then after that, it was his kicker, and then it was his linebacker. Yeah. That's, those were his top three scores, and it's sad. It's so sad. In fact, if you just take Bottom's top three scorers, they almost accrue to Zach's overall score. Just three players on Bottom's team almost match Zach's entire score. In fact, I think it probably beats his entire score. Yeah, I, it definitely I, beats I think three it players beat his entire team. And so, shame. Just saw the shame. No, I know, but you know what? It's time. It's time. And this is why we've all been talking about realignment. Uh-huh. It, it needed to happen, and I think it does kind of, you know, even things out. It, it opens, opens it up for this. 
That's true. You know, you yeah. complain about not getting to play bottom enough. Here you go, Zach, and there and there you go. Oh yeah, he called it out. He wanted bottom three times a year. Well, yeah. so what's here now? We're announcing uh, in memory the de- this is the basically the death of Zach. This is what yeah. we've been waiting for. Zach is dead. This is his eulogy. He's gone. Yeah. Been... Nick, R.I.P. McKid should be his new team name. <laughs> R.I.P. McKid. <laughs> he had a good run. Uh, uh, what can... else out at you for week one? Uh, week one, I mean, you know, I, I, my squad didn't put together a solid week either. So I'm in the same boat as Zach, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I think... Tez had a Tez had a solid week. Bliss came through with a with a really solid week, and someone he had been talking about when I was drafting with him, mm-hmm. uh, Lamar Jackson. Wow, yeah. that did I, happen. I, I don't know if he's going to be able to do that again, but that was uh, seemed like he had a little uh, a little know how what was going to go down. Yeah, Lamar Jackson was one of the highest scoring players of the week. The highest, of course, being Sammy Watkins, at least the highest on a roster, and. Uh, yeah, it was a um, pretty stellar performance across the board. Both of uh, Bl- both of Bliss's quarterbacks, thirty-four points, twenty-seven points. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. I, I mean, that's I, Bra- he has, Who's his other quarterback? Brady. I think that's yeah. goes without saying. Goes without saying. Yeah, I think the only player out there that could have outscored any of the players on rosters would have been a coach from a tie that no one could have predicted or uh, profited from, because who drafts the Lions or Cardinals coach? Unless you're looking for a tie. No one would do that. I, but are the Cardinals or the Lions, I guess, probably. If you're looking for a tie, those are two squads where a win is a gift. Not a bad place to look for them, no. No, not one bit. Oh, um, so, yeah, we had all of that. Obviously, I'm incredibly bitter for scoring 190 points and losing to losing. 195. I feel That's bad. What That's what, what I get. get. For, uh, well, Vanderesh rules, <laughs> not on your team. In no. name only. No, yeah. In fact, I, I have Vanderesh. I don't know. I don't know what kinds of. I, the hardest part is m- most of my draft plan was around getting Nick Lutz. And the fact that I didn't get Nick Lutz, I actually considered trading for Nick Lutz just for the honor of keeping my team name without shame. But I guess this is the price you pay. This is the this- price you pay. For picking a, a player name, building your team around one player, and then not getting him in the draft. I, I raped myself, really. You did. So, but uh, did, your squad had a good, a, a good outing, I think. I can't be mad about that. I, how Saquon about that? could have done a little bit better. Could have scored. Uh, scored. It's, it's going to be that. I think he could have done better if he was on a good team. And I think that's going to be the story of the year. There's yeah. For having... No one but the tight end to throw to. He didn't do too bad. I was looking at your team briefly. Mm-hmm. Uh, you pretty much are... I like Marvin Jones. I think you dropped yep. him. I did. You did. <laughs> Which, that him. was one of the guys. I was like, wow. I can't believe you dropped I don't. I don't know why you wouldn't trust him, him, but I mean... Well, because I, I do like Marvin Jones, but I liked TJ Hawkinson better, and I don't want to own two Lions. Nobody wants to own two Lions. And I watched that game... And there's a lot of mouths to feed on that offense. I do like Marvin Jones, but he didn't get any passes until overtime. And yeah. Damian Amendola is a captain, so you assume he's going to get some touch. Kenny Galladay in, he's going to get some catches. I think it's yeah. going to be a contest offense where there's seven offensive players getting action. And so 
I like Marvin Jones. I just didn't see him hot enough to compete with the potential of having a kicker slash punter. Kyler Murray got 19 points. That's a deceiving 19 points because I don't think, I think about 12 of those points came in the last, in overtime and then the last five minutes. I don't yeah. know if that was the trend. Um, well, no, you know he, he, he underperformed through preseason and no one, yeah, of course, everyone doesn't play, you know, especially the starters as well as they are. But I mean, Kyler Murray hasn't done anything that you're like, wow. Mm-hmm. We love this guy as a fantasy guy. All right. So let's let's start breaking it down. This will be our segment that we're going to go with this week. Maybe it'll be a thing we keep going. Maybe it won't. We're going to do winners and losers. Winners and losers. Where we're just going to kind of go through, mention uh, players, teams, things, things. And we're just going to say whether we think they're winners or we think they're losers. Oh. Do we think they're going to continue or do we think they suck? We'll start yes. off with Kyler Murray. Do you think Kyler Murray, you look at him week one, is that guy a winner? Is that guy a loser? Uh, I mean, like I said, I, I think, no, he's a loser. loser. He's a loser. He's, a, he's in a really difficult division. I don't see how the Cardinals are going to benefit from it. I don't see how people who own Kyler are going to benefit from it. You might get 19 points, but you might not. And I think 19 is probably a pretty safe ceiling and for a quarterback that's that's still pretty low am i right right i think he's a loser as well loser. Uh, loser i because i think you give him five quarters of football and maybe he'll give you 20 points but i don't think that's gonna be a normal thing and uh i was surprised that he he didn't throw any interceptions but i think the more you give an nfl defensive coordinator a chance to look at him the more uh bad news is going to be coming his way well, All right. yeah, and he played against the Lions too. He's got the Ravens next week. I don't think, I don't think it ends well. No, there's there's no easy defenses currently in the NFC West, so it's not boding well for a good year for a rookie quarterback like Kyler Murray, uh, who just doesn't have a supporting cast. If he had a line, it might be different. Um, all right, let's look at. I go give you two quarterbacks, and you let me know if you think they're winners or they're losers. They had their offenses had huge games. Let's look at Mariota and Lamar. Winners or losers? Mm. I mean, Lamar Jackson, that's a big win this week. But, I mean, in all honesty, the whole – the Ravens just played so well. I mean, mm-hmm. RG, RG3 went, went six for six for 55 <laughs> yards and a touchdown in the game. Right. And that's a name we haven't heard of in years. I think Mark Ingram ran for over seven and a half yards a carry. Like, exactly. Who did not play well for the Ravens? Uh, so, I mean, that, it's a little misguiding. I, I, I wouldn't call him a loser yet because he has lost nothing, but I certainly wouldn't call him a winner. Loser. Um, and for Mario, Cardinals Mario again, so, Titans, you got this? Uh, I feel a little bit better about that one. Uh, even 14 for 24, he threw a little bit more. It's not great. You know, didn't reach 300 yards. I mean, it wasn't a great game. It's a misleading but, final score. Yeah, he didn't. I suppose he didn't really fuck up, I guess. Uh, Colts are going to be tougher this week. So, again, sort of the same thing. But I would call him, if I had to choose between the two, he's the loser. Loser. Lamar's the winner. I agree. Yeah, I think they're both losers. Uh, I know Lamar numbers are incredible. They're both losers. losers. Being a father has softened you up, sir. (laughs) I think Lamar is... uh, I think he's got legit potential, but I also think we're going to see a pretty big regression by week three. Put it in the books. Losers. Now, hey, this is, a, if, this is if an if easy one. If the Ravens keep playing well, though. 
You think? Yeah, yeah. I I don't I don't see that continuing. You don't uh, see Mark Ingram running for seven and a half yards of carry throughout the season? No, I don't see that. I don't see that being <laughs> no one does continuity thing. I w- w- did you look at the Ravens last year and be like, now that's a that's a multi-dimensional offense? No, <laughs> I don't think so. I think if you play the Dolphins every week, you'll look like the greatest team in the history of time. All right, so that's now we're going to talk about the Jags and, and Minshew. Do you think uh, Minshew had himself quite a game? 22 for 25, 275, some touchdowns, a pick. He set a couple rookie records for debuts in week one. Uh, Jags, Minshew, the future, winner or loser? Hey, winner. Winner. Nothing Gardner Minshew does could ever be wrong. Uh I'm saying this as a, as Butch, as a Coug fan, and as just a fan of bigotes and mustaches. This is, he is my God. So I will bow down to that man. I, I got D.D. Westbrook. I think Jacksonville has enough targets that this, he could come through with a, with a big season. That's true. Somebody picked up Minshew. I don't know. Is that you? Did you pick up Minshew? I did not pick up Minshew. Uh, I was actually looking into that. Is it? Not Ted, no, Derage. Derage got Minshew. Derage, yeah, it's B money. That would be Derage. Derage got himself some Minshew to pair with Kyler Murray, so he's just gone full air raid. Yeah, bold, <laughs> bold move. Kyler Murray <laughs> and Gardner Minshew. Yeah, that well, how is- do you feel about how do you feel about Minshew? Um, I think you let the good times keep rolling. Winner. I think that Minshew, he's got an arm that makes you think it's not all power there. I think his arm is more like Alex Smith, but he's, I think his accuracy and his, his vision, I think he's got that kind of abilities and they don't, they don't seem to know of a way to stop him. Maybe give him some time defenses. But I think right now the Jags don't need that much out of him. I think you let the D do the heavy lifting and, I think that the thing about the Jags is if that defense starts to believe that it's a top five defense again and Leonard Fournette starts to believe that he doesn't need to run for 250 yards for them to win, if these guys start to believe in themselves, we could see that that team that was one went away from going to the Super Bowl. Speaking of the Cougs, next bit, Cougs on Friday and our friend Flash Gordon. Anthony or Davis or where the fuck his first name is, Florida. What do you think uh, on Friday? Cougs, winners or losers? Oh, Cougs, are you kidding me? Well, no matter what on Friday, the Cougars will win, but it's going to be the right Cougs. It's going to be the Washington State Cougars. Winner. Yeah, I I don't see Houston as a a big problem. People were talking about the Cougs defense not being so great because they allowed 17 points against Northern Colorado. People talking about the Houston Cougars defense, which I think looked atrocious. Uh, I think people are just getting worried if they think WSU can't win the match. Can't right. win the day. Houston's but, got Derek King, I think is his name. And that he's a he's a big mobile quarterback. And every time we face one of those guys, it gets scary. But I think they are a balanced enough team to I think they're going to try to go toe-to-toe with us in the scoring department. And I think we've got what it takes to beat a team like that. In Houston, which, by the way, I don't know if you noticed, might have a huge contingency of Cougs, of Washington State Cougs there, who are then staying the weekend to go to the Jags game, which is also in Houston that weekend. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) I would be all about that. But, uh, you know, I have a child being born. Um, Wow. All right. Priorities, I see. 
Let's keep the Washington love going. Seahawks. They won despite frustrating offense and horrible defense. Are they winners or are they losers? Winners. Winners. Winners just because they got the W. Uh, To walk away from that. I'm not going to. Cincinnati played well. Cincinnati's a good, good team. I think there's a lot of Dalton bashing either last week or the week before. Oh, uh, yeah. I've, I've, I've admitted that that guy sucks. League, so. Loser. Yeah, but, I mean, he played well enough to lose by one. 418 yards, Lyle. We let well, Andy yeah. Dalton's sucky, weak noodle arm throw 418 yards. AJ Greenless. Good God. The Hawks won. Uh, you know, I think Lockett had two. T- I think there were six targets to... Uh, receivers who weren't DJ Metcalf or DK Metcalf or uh, or Carson. I don't know what was going on with that, but yeah, Lockett's got to be a bigger part of our offense. But as a guy who owns him, he does. He, he, I hope to God he is. If I have to give credit to someone, they'll put us onto our second. So Hawks will say winners for now. Bengals, winners. I have to say they're winners, and I have to say the winner on the Bengals team right now is their first new coach in God have probably 15 years, Zach Taylor, who. I think that guy turned – he didn't get any new pieces on defense. I mean, he made the defense better. He made their offensive line – and yeah. he and he, he he made an effort, a strong effort, to get John Ross the ball in non-deep threat scenarios. He, he was giving him short passes that he could run after the catch. And I would say Zach Taylor made an investment on giving John Ross life in Seattle. And – and that might pay off. Who knows? Maybe John Ross is only good at playing football in Seattle. We'll find out next weekend. But <laughs> we focused on 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 games a lot. Let's we'll start speeding up uh, with some lightning round decisions. Lightning round. Uh, the Patriots, uh, fifteen and a half points against Miami with AB. Uh, are they going to be? Is this is this a trap game? What's going on here? I mean, are is AB going to play? That's the question. I mean, at 15 and a half points against Miami, everyone's expecting Tom Brady to put in seven touchdowns. Do you see this being the complete obliteration of Miami? I, I don't see the Patriots losing uh, in this game. And in fact, I don't think it matters if they even have Antonio Brown or anybody. The Patriots, if you beat the Steelers 33-3, to I, I really don't think the next week you're going to say, <laughs> let your guard down. I mean, Miami's in, in division. So they're I definitely going to play up for the game. And they're, uh, they're facing an old Patriots coach. I actually see this as the trap game of the week. Maybe really? not in the sense of a loss, but the fact that they're giving them 15 and a half points. If I were in Vegas, the first thing I would do is bet against the Patriots coming on that. Uh, I still don't think it's a trap game. I, I'm still no, saying the Patriots tra- are, are, that's my lightning round answer. All right. Uh, Melvin Gordon and Austin French Teckler. What do you think is going to go on there? Uh, do you think Melvin Gordon's coming back? Do you think the, the Chargers have themselves a winning team as is? Eckler had well, I, 35 points, by the way. He even outscored Lamar Jackson in Finicky. Uh, I, I, when I thought I was going to be joining Ben Bliss in his bathroom last week, uh, yeah. I was going to say Melvin Gordon doesn't matter if there's if they're if he signs if he gets traded or whatever happens they're going to be fine mm-hmm. Eckler, the french tickler is is just as good he's served 
he's served as I, I don't know if you'd call it committee or he's picked up behind guys for a while. He's been a solid option. Uh, and that's why it's seeing him him break out was nothing surprising. Uh, and Melvin Gordon, though, I don't know. Is there love lost between him? I feel like, like they're did. using him as trade bait. Looks to me like the exactly. Chargers knew that they had good guys behind him. Looks to me like Melvin Gordon knew they had big guy, good guys behind him. And rather than wanting to go for a Super Bowl with those guys and possibly end up playing second fiddle on half the downs, uh, he decided to just maybe get traded to a more high-profile team that and needed some running help. I don't know where he would want to go, but I guess he's just waiting for an injury to make that happen. Uh, I guess the, the Texans and their willy-nilly trade style lately would fit Melvin Gordon. Um, UW and uh, Jacob Eason, they lost a game in the middle of the night that nobody saw. Um, do you think uh, it was what, 4 a.m. your time? It Do did. It did end it for him. I was amazingly up that night. I should have watched, should have watched the game. Uh, something hit me. I was very excited at 4 o'clock, and now I know why. So uh, what do you think? Do you think this is the end of uh, the University of Washington football program or what? I want it to be. Uh, they're definitely the biggest losers out of anyone in college football this past week. Loser. Uh, but you know what's so funny? Everyone kept talking about how fucking Ethan... Sorry, can I swear on the Finicky podcast? You fucking swear, yes. Yes, thank fucking God. Uh, they were like, oh, Ethan's even better. Oh, he's the best thing ever. And now, first thing he does, he loses to Cal. And granted, it was a dirty game. Uh, as in rainy and stormy and full of delays. And it sounds like an awful... Uh, atmosphere to play, but I mean, hey, if you're a 14th ranked team, and I think up high is 11th or 12th uh, in the coaches' poll, you got to win that. There's mm -hmm. no excuse. Yeah, I agree. UW's probably done. Loser. Uh, I, I think they'll, they'll <laughs> we'll, we'll still struggle in the Apple Cup, but I How think. That, oh, of course, we always do, I, and it's on the road. I think Jacob Eason's going to end up on the bench at some point. I just don't think that him and Chris, Chris Peterson are a good fit together. I think the team is probably fine. I think Jacob Eason's probably not. So the last thing we'll do here is take a look at our matchups coming up, and we'll make some uh, predictions as we do. Right now, it's uh, we'll start at the bottom here. We've got Bottom versus Stephanie. Bottom's number one in the West. With his one, I guess those rankings don't really matter right now. Bottom's uh, projected for 161. Stephanie is ranked for his 151. Uh, who do you think is going to come home with the W there? I mean, a big piece of this is whether Dak Prescott can help lead Bottom's team in scoring again. Let's be honest. The Cowboys looked great. Uh, again, they're playing the Giants. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Giants look like trash. Uh, <laughs> but Sorry, Stephanie. But yeah, I think, I think Dak could do it. And you know what? Bottom's team... Strange as it sounds, it looks solid for, for now, right? I'm looking at Will Lutz. He's got 17 points projected. <laughs> it makes me so mad. It just makes me so goddamn mad. Um, no, I think, I think Bottom's a good choice. I, uh, I, 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 I don't see it going the other way on that one. Um, next up. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. No, Go for no, it. Do you have more something more for the other one? No, but you mentioned Galladay from earlier, Sammy Watkins from earlier, mm -hmm. Derrick Henry when you talked about Mariota. Oh, Derek and yeah, yeah, Derrick Henry, 
Jack Henry looked real old last week, right? Right, Bless? He looked real old. <laughs> two touchdowns, running down the field, smashing dudes, and then catching yeah, passes, running with the ball. He was doing it all. He was doing it all. I didn't want to get uh, too into it, but yeah, Bliss Bliss made some good takes. Bliss made some bad takes. Bliss said that UW was overrated, but Bliss also said Derrick Henry was too old. We'll give him a we'll give him a pass. Loser. I'm gonna get so many texts about that. He's gonna be so grumpy. Um, all right, let's take a look at uh, Derge versus Antez. We got 151 to 152. We might actually have to look into depth on this roster. What do you think? What do you think is gonna happen on uh, this matchup? I mean, Derge is marching out with the very bold quarterback combination of Kyler, <laughs> Kyler Murray, Murray and Gardner, Gardner Minshew. It's Drew Brees uh, and Russell Wilson versus Kyler Murray and Gardner Minshew, and it's a one-point difference. I mean, if we're being honest, though, the, the quarterbacks clearly are probably going to forgetting Brandon Marshall. Excellent throwback. I love that Tez is sticking with a solid name, and he has for years. Uh, uh, however, depending on how Pittsburgh does, uh, well, we got Juju Smith-Schuster, Keenan Allen. You got some solid, solid play down in the receiving core, and and obviously with Zeke. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, you know, Derrige just he just fleeced me for 177 points. That's true. He I'm put looking it together. At, I'm looking at this roster, and I'm seeing Hunter Henry, who's out with a cracked knee, so he can't play football anymore. Uh, Antez still has him in the starting roster, but also um, the he defense. Doesn't defense. He doesn't have a defense in, so he's going to put in the Patriots versus Miami, and that is going to swing the line a little bit. Um, I, but you know, Bears versus Denver—that's that's an explosive matchup as well. Ah, I don't know. I I want. I can't, can't tell you how much I want to pick Derrige. I Loser. want you to know that I want to pick him so bad in this matchup, but he's starting McCole Hardman. And Marquise Brown as his two top wide receivers. And I see those guys as uh, close to zeros as they are as to tens. So I feel like if you're I just a receiver, you get a blank at five. I think Will Disley was <laughs> he yeah, was going I mean, for a five for me. And then I'd like McCole Hardman to be the next Tyree Kill, but I don't think it's gonna happen. And I'd I'd like Marquise Brown to take advantage of Arizona, but I do think that as much as Arizona is the trashiest team in the entire NFL. I, I just, I feel like it's not going to be the, it can't be the explosive offense it was against Miami. I suppose. Let's, let's <laughs> take a look at Bliss versus JP. We've got some New York City rivalry here. We've got, oh man, Lamar Jackson versus Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady versus Cam Newton. Uh, what do you think? This is a, this is a I, I got to give it. You I'm gonna give it to Bliss. Just, Winner. just because really the underdog on this. Probability yeah. says JP 54%, 164 versus 153. It's true. It's true. Well, why you know why I'm picking Bliss and why I'm also picking Tez is because I have that old West Coast bias from being oh. in other division for so long. I know these guys. Yeah. I know I the guess. heart that they carry in week in, week out, just without you know, getting the same love that you guys get in the East. Mm-hmm. You know, now it's realignment happened, and I feel like, you know, the Raiders <laughs> who got left behind in the AFC when the Seahawks moved back to the NFC. 
I I hear you, but you know, I'm gl- I'm glad that we share the division now. Um, all me right, too. We'll, we'll look at mine next so that we give you a chance. Uh, me versus Zach. We're both zero and one, but we both didn't have the same week one. Uh, do you think Zach uh, gets <laughs> gets his vengeance on? I don't know. What do you think? The, Zach has the most to prove. Uh, again, he is historically in finicky scored like 163 points a week. Uh, so for him to go with 99, you can't sleep on Zach. He's capable of scoring points week in, week out. Yeah. But you know what? He has to put, put some shit together because loser. I see a they, lot of band-aids on that roster. I, also I see do. Tony Pollard on his bench makes me think he's just really praying that Ezekiel Elliott hurts himself. I think that's his draft. That's his entire policy or plan going forward. Well, I mean, okay. First of all, he has John Ross on his bench. He finally benched Jameis Winston. Which, good God, good what were you God. doing last week, man? He's still holding on to him for. You don't keep a corpse <laughs> when it's dead. Uh, that's pretty good. That's actually pretty good. Malcolm, uh, Brown, he's just hoping for touchdowns. Lashawn McCoy could be something against Oakland. It could be something. Christian yeah, Kirk had a lot, had like twelve pat, catch attempts. I mean, they threw the ball at him a ton. I don't know. I don't, I don't see KC. I see KC going up on Oak, and I don't see him using Lashawn a lot after a while. But who knows? They're got, they're deep yeah. enough where they could. I will. Uh, say, I'm pretty mad at him for starting the Texans D against Gardner Minshew. That that's starting to show a bit of his character there, and I, I don't like his loyalty. That's I. We've got. Let's let's take a look at this matchup. Uh, you're you're facing the San Antonio Raiders, my favorite of team names, uh, and you're it's coming from inside the tent, which it takes about ten minutes to kind of get. And uh, you are not the favorite. No, I I am not. And actually, I believe this week I I'm the I'm trending low. <laughs> uh, but we'll see. I'm hoping you know Trubisky and and Goff can actually double their output from last week. I'm hoping my defense doesn't get me negative points, seeing as Jacksonville's playing Houston. But uh, so you've got Goff and Trubisky. You don't have a lot of. You could put in Cousins against Green Bay, but you seem no, pretty confident with the Goff Trubisky combo. Uh, for the moment, yes. Uh, if yes. I, I thought about moving Trubisky out and putting in Cousins, but Green Bay's uh, they're tricky. Chicago scored three points against them, so I don't know how I feel about Minnesota. Minnesota's a stronger team, I guess, but yeah. After getting barely, look, barely, that's a tough division too. So after getting a long look at Jimmy at the Cincinnati defense, still starting Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, Sam Darnold was Cleveland. Do you think Cleveland bounces back this week, or you know, Cleveland is an interesting. I feel like they're the Zach of the NFL that they have the most approved this week, uh, uh, just with. With Odell, with Baker Mayfield, with everybody. They're big-name guys. Need to be big-name guys. All right. Well, that's that's uh, it's our matchups. We've gone through all the matchups. Uh, do you got any hot takes for this week or for the season? This is your chance. Hot takes for this season. Well, I've been waiting a long time to go over some of this. You know, I've been a realignment fan for a year. I feel like Woody Page right now is that I had just won the thing and I get my 30 <laughs> seconds. And I am a little out there like Woody. I think he's lived in a few more tents than I have in his life. <laughs> uh, you know, the, the realignment is a long time coming. I'm finally glad we did it. Yeah. Uh, I didn't expect me to have to go to Uruguay and come back before I'd see it. Uh, but here we are. Uh, just, just so you guys know, the, the World Division holds seven titles. 
to LA Divisions 2, which is Zach only. Ooh, uh, with stats. Stats. Hey, Snake, Snake and Julian have been the, the top scorers throughout the years. So, yet again, I'm putting uh, <laughs> put a tough division. Uh, it is interesting, the schedules. And not everybody plays each other. Did you did you do that to the schedule? Did you Everybody personally... plays each other. No, we don't. What? I, Who do you not I, play? I don't play Stephanie. You don't play Tez. Bliss doesn't play Zach. Ugh, okay, here's the thing. That There's is fine. No, that is fine no because it... reshuffle button. You have to go I had to do this beautiful mind bullshit where I'm writing numbers and names all over my fucking house trying to figure out who's going to play when and how to change it and you have to change each matchup individually. It's anarchy. Uh Fuck, I thought I had it all figured out. No, you know what, Julian? I'm, I'm going to give you a pass on this because I think this is pretty... Loser. Uh, this is pretty special. This means that, like, if if Bliss is ever going to play Zach, like, that could be a special championship moment where, you know, well, they normally don't get a play. Go back through all this bullshit and try it again next year. And I don't know. If, uh, you're going to have to fly. You, I need Stat Boy to fly Stats. to Tacoma and help me manage this goddamn... Uh, schedule i have notebooks upon notebooks of stats of finicky stats that i compiled when i was down in in uruguay on these long <laughs> nights as the only english speaker in the house they all like you know what fuck it i gotta do something so when you move so around please. you leave behind loved ones and furniture the finicky and, notebooks and, come with do you i mean do you have any more stats to throw out there you don't have to you don't have my permission it doesn't need to like be part of the storyline just throw stats up people like stats I'm, here i'll stats. even make it own segment stats you know well we had all this long conversation no i'm just looking back through this notebook now and <laughs> i wrote this whole segment on ties as if i was in a podcast all by myself down in uruguay <laughs> i had look at this it says why tie is significant i have well, the ties are significant because it costs 50, they give you 50 points. Bro, we had last year, I think when Bliss tied Zach week two, it was the first tie we'd had in three years. It was the earliest tie in a season. Oh, man, I'm going back week eight, 2010, Rick Aceto versus Snake. Terrell Owens scored 18 points for Rick. McNabb was scoring points for Snake. <laughs> oh, my God. You went too deep. You went that too is deep. too deep. That's too deep. You went too, too deep. deep. Back to the hotel. Well, speaking of too deep, we've gone too long. This is this podcast is is much too long. We're gonna have to wrap it up. All right. All right. Fine. Is there any, any parting words for the for the podcast there, Lyle? No. God bless this realignment. Um, I just wanna just wanna thank everybody for letting me come out on 9/11 and and share my thoughts on Finicky. Open up a few notebooks, crack some jokes. Uh, I'm sure this won't be the last we hear from Stat Boy. Uh, and that's it. Thank you, everyone, for listening for our third episode of the Finicky Podcast. Uh, and Finicky congratulations. Cal. Congratulations to Emily, by the way. Oh, and to Cal on his, his uh, expanding family. And those two. Why not? All right. Finicky on and Finicky well. We'll talk to you all later. Goodbye. Is that it? Do we just end the audio, Julian? Am I still going? I don't even know where I am. Hello?